0: Alone, brothers and sisters. Listen, our women and children are going missing at an alarming rate and we cannot ignore this. Let's get into it. Welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of Jacob's Seed Podcast. I am so glad that you have joined me here today. You could be doing anything else, but you chose to listen to your boy Yerma Yahoo right here on Jacob's Seed Podcast. Listen, before we get into the podcast, I want you to do something. Um, I want you to uh, share this podcast and I want you to, to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so already, um, if you're listening to this, um, on your car, on your phone, on your computer, please subscribe to whatever podcast platform that you're listening to this on. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Also, um, follow me on social media at Jeremy Yahoo 15 on Instagram as well as on Twitter. Also, before I get into this um, this episode, I want to I want to shout out something. I want to start doing something before I get into any episode, and that is to let you guys know um, at the moment what books I am reading. So um, I know that they say a lot of us so-called African-Americans do not read, um, but I know a lot of us actually do. And there are a lot of uh, books out there um, that help us, uh, especially those in our context as Hebrew Israelites, um, to have proof of our identity um, and to help us combat the lies out there that we are not the people knowing that we are. So I'm currently reading um Prophetic World Wind, Uncovering the Black Biblical Destiny. And the author is Only, Only Love Chica Austin. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that. Her book is available right now on Amazon for sale as well as a Kindle version of it. And on audio, on Audible, I'm listening to James Baldwin's work called The Fire Next Time. Uh, So not just only reading work that directly talks about the Hebrew Israelite movement, uh, but also just reading works of other uh, so-called African-American men and women um, that talk about identity uh, just to try to get a well-rounded view of where our people are. Um, and some of the journeys that they're on, because we have to know that everybody is not on this particular journey headed to the truth. So we have to be able to speak to um, everybody wherever they're at um, so that we have a, uh, a defense as well as tools to help our brothers and sisters navigate their journey and bring everybody back to the Torah with a full heart and um, congruency with the covenant that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob made with the Most High YAH. Also, one more thing before we get started, I want to shout out a business. I want to try to shout out um, black businesses, specifically those who are in the truth. Uh, But sometimes all of them are not going to be in the truth. But either way, we need to be supporting our people. Um, It is said that we have a a, uh, spending power of about one to two trillion dollars, one to two trillion dollars. Um, that black people spend each and every year, and and majority of that money does not go back to our communities and our businesses um, to help our agendas, our children, our schools. Um, so one business I want to shout out is All Praises Apparel. Um, I know a lot of us, um, it's hard to find um, uh, good tailors uh, to put those uh, fringes on our shirts and on our skirts and on our tank tops, on our hoodies. Um, but you can go to allpraisesapparel.com, and they already have it there for you. Long sleeves, short sleeves, uh, t-shirts, polos, tank tops, um, everything that you need, as well as modest apparel uh, for the ladies. So if you need fringes, if you need your t-shirts and your polos and all that good stuff, um, they have an array of colors of the fringes, as well as all of the the uh, all of the blue, the navy blue. Um, the baby blue and all that good stuff of the ribbon. Uh, so go to allpraisesapparel.com right now. Not if you're driving, but um, on your computer, on your phone when you have the time um, to get all of your fringed needs. Let's get into this, ladies and gentlemen. We have an unprecedented number of our children and our women going missing um, in the streets now. There's a lot of numbers out there, uh, but I'm just going to read this article from it's from it's from CNN. It's an article from CNN and also an article from the Montgomery advisor. So CNN says, and it's called black kids go missing at a higher rate than white kids. Here's why we don't hear about them. So the author goes on to talk about um, Why we don't hear about the black kids getting more. Um, we don't hear about the black kids that get abducted. But, um, you know, if little Susie goes abducted, the whole nation is looking for it. its national news. It's on CNN. It's on Fox, It's on ABC, CBS, all the news outlets you can think of, even some of the stuff that's international. If you even go to BBC dot com, um, those stories are usually on those sites. But we rarely ever hear about our um, our women and our children who have been who have been abducted and if anybody's even looking for them. So check this out. Listen to this. According to CNN, the FBI's National Crime Information Center, also known as NCIC database uh, database list four four hundred twenty four hundred twenty four thousand sixty six missing children under 18 in 2018. The most recent year for which data is available, about 37 percent of those children are black, even though black children only make up 14 percent of all children in the U.S. Now, let's go over to the Montgomery advisor and the in the Montgomery advisor, um, their article is entitled missing black women's cases are often unsolved, unreported. And here are seven from Montgomery. Um, So this is specific to Montgomery, Alabama, but they have some statistics here um, just nationwide. It says, according to a National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, of the estimated 613,000 people reported in the U.S. last year, about 60 percent were people of color. Let me say that one more time. 613,000 people were reported missing last year in 2018 in the United States. 60% of them were people of color. It says although black women make up less than 7% of the US population, they represent about 10% of all the missing person cases throughout the country. Estimates by the Black and Missing Foundation put the total of disappeared black women and girls at 64,000. 64 Thousand and here's and here's the most alarming thing about all of that, brothers and sisters, it is that it is our people. Some of these instances are our own people taking our children and our women and hu- and selling them to human traffickers. And it made me wonder why 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 are are all of a sudden African Americans getting into the kidnapping business? Um, Because we used to joke back in the 90s that that's that's a white man's crime. You know, only white kids go missing and only white people are taking them. Right. Uh, I remember when the United States was telling us not to go to Mexico, uh, this is back when Cancun was a big thing. I don't know if y'all remember that or not, uh, but Cancun was a big thing. But America was like, listen, if you go on vacation, if you're going on, on your college, your spring break and your college student, all that stuff, do not go to Cancun. Do not go to Mexico because the cartels are snatching people and they're using them as human. Uh, they're, 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 they're in the human trafficking business. So they're kidnapping a lot of people. Uh, And I remember sitting around the table with some of my uh, some of uh, my friends and family and joking about, you know, we can go to Cancun because they're not taking us. And I believe that uh, even Dave Chappelle had a skit about a um, an African-American being kidnapped Um, and. They they're negotiating. The U.S. and Mexico is negotiating for the person, but when the U.S. finds out that this person is a black person, uh, they hang up the phone, right? So that was always like the running joke, like black folks don't get taken. Well, it's not a joke anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Our women and our children are being taken at an alarming rate, and it seems like no one wants to do anything about it. But I'm going to give you a few tips on how to keep your women and your children safe. And even if you are a woman um, or you are a child listening to this um, tips on how to keep you safe. So I want to go back to that, that CNN article, that CNN article. um, And it lists a few things. The reason why most of our kidnapping cases are just not solved. One of the reasons is the families are hesitant to call the police. Now, beloved, I understand that we have a huge mistrust issue um, in our communities when it comes to policing. Uh, We look on the news each and every day, depending on where you live. Um, It doesn't even really matter where you live now, because most of these things are um, they make national news, whether it's Freddie Gray, whether it's Trayvon Martin. Um, whether it's Eric Gardner um, and the names you can you can you can do name after name, whether it's Ferguson or whatever it may be. We see cops what it seems at an alarming rate shooting us down in the streets, beating us on the side of highways um, and coming into our places of business, also our homes. And we have called them And all of a sudden, we're the ones who get shot by the cops, as well as uh, the instance in Texas where um, the neighbor was trying to see if if his neighbor was safe and she got shot through the window by a police officer who did not even announce himself. So I understand the mistrust that we have for police officers, but all that has to go out of the window when we're talking about our children. If your child is missing. If your child was supposed to be home at a certain time, they come home at a certain time every day from the bus stop, from school, uh, from work or whatever it may be. And that time has passed egregiously. You need to call law enforcement and get them involved immediately, because if your child has been taken um, and they have been taken by somebody who was in the human trafficking business, they move people very quick. They're professionals. Their job is to move people around from place to place, jump from city to city, from neighbor to neighborhood in a very fast manner. So that is, so it would be very hard to track um, their whereabouts and the whereabouts of your child. So the longer you take to call law enforcement, the harder it's gonna be to find your child and find them safely. Also, another reason why um, a lot of our cases don't get solved is because we don't get a lot of media coverage. We don't. We, it just doesn't happen. Like I said, if, if 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 a if a so-called white girl gets kidnapped today, it's going to be on the news in the morning and it's going to stay on the news until they find her safe or they find her body. We know this because we've seen it with uh, I believe it was Elizabeth Smart. Uh, we've seen it with Um, the young, young college lady who went for a jog um, and she went missing um, as well as um, the young girl whose parents were found um, murdered in the house and she went missing. Uh, The news outlet did not stop talking about those stories until those um, young ladies were found, whether their remains were found or whether they were found safely. We have rarely, if ever, ever heard a case about the national media following a story in which a young black woman has been abducted and following that story all the way to the end. The coverage is just not there. Um, And we know that's because this nation does not care about us. I don't care um, how they want to frame it or how they want to say it. The truth is this nation does not have the same empathy for a black woman or black people in general as they would of their own. And we understand that. And we know that to be true. I just believe that a lot of people in this nation are living in a dream world and they refuse to believe that until stories come out that 64,000 of our women and children are missing, yet nobody's, ever heard, nobody's heard anything, seen anything or knows anything. Another um, reason why a lot of our cases don't go um, solved is be- go unsolved, I should say, is because families don't have the resources. Uh, we don't have the money. Uh, we don't have the backing of our community a lot of times. Um, and that's because you know, and, and I'm going to say something and I don't want uh, people to take offense to this. But a lot of this is because the black church. Has lost a lot of power obviously in our faith we know that's because this end is coming near and the most high is beginning to expose a lot of things whether it being christianity judaism islam or any of these man-made false religions but at the same time the black church used to be a place a backbone of the african-american community um, if somebody went missing um, they would be there uh, to build up resources to try to find these children, try to find these women. If somebody needed a job, if somebody needed a home, um, if schools were closing, they would march and make sure that their school stayed open because it was vital to that community. But now it seems as if um, a lot of these uh, churches are more concerned about their building fund and their pastor's salary than they are about the people who live in those communities as well as we just don't have the education, right? We're not educated enough on the issue of abduction, on human trafficking, how it works, um, how law enforcement gets involved. Um, We don't have those those resources readily at our fingertips to know. So we have to rely on the law enforcement and hope that they are telling us the truth and being honest with us. And hope and pray that their their intentions are to find our women and our children. And they're not just um, taking us through the ringer or saying that they're going to do something when they're really not. Um, So the difference between a white girl going missing and a black girl going missing is that that white family can go to any police precinct, um, whether predominantly black or predominantly white, and they're going to get some help. We can go to a police precinct, but now we have to worry about, does this officer really have empathy for my situation? And does this officer really care for my family? Is this officer a racist? Is he prejudiced? Um, Do they have some kind of tent toward people of color? All these things we have to take in consideration, which we shouldn't have to when it comes to the safety of our women and children in our communities. Another reason why... Um, and this is a huge one. This is this is a huge one right here. Another reason why um, our missing children and missing women cases go unsolved is because they are classified as runaway cases. You never want your child, your wife, your daughter, your niece, um, your mom, your grandmother, um, your, your your young nephew, your young son. Um, to go in the system as a runaway because there's a there's a vast difference between a missing person case and a runaway case. So the missing persons case is classified as a national security case. Right. So there is a security threat for the whole. For instance, I live in Memphis. and, And if one of my children go missing and they're classified as a missing person case, That becomes a safety issue for the whole city of Memphis because now there's someone around here snatching up kids, and it's the job of law enforcement to make sure to number one, find my child and make sure all the kids in my neighborhood as well as the city as a whole are safe. So it becomes a national or a um, regional safety issue. Now, If they're sick and tired of looking for your child and they don't have empathy for your child or your situation, they will classify it as a runaway case. The reason why you don't want your child to be classified as a runaway is because now it moves from a national security issue to a personal problem. So now the cops say, well, it's out of our hands because your child isn't really missing. No one's really taken them. They just run away. That's the issue between the parent and the child. So now you need to go find them. They'll start asking you questions like, um, have they been hanging out with the wrong crowd? Um, Have they recently uh, their grades recently dropped? Um, have, have they gotten a new boyfriend? What is that boyfriend or where does that girlfriend lived? Have you checked their house? Check with their parents? Have you checked with your parents? Have you checked with cousins and all these other things? Um, and these are some of the things they may ask if they go missing in general, but in, especially when they classify your child as a runaway, the whole situation changes because now they're no longer really focused as much on finding your child as they are Focused on the the relationship breakdown between you and your child so do not if you know if you know that your child comes home at a certain time every day and you know that your child does not have the propensity to run away your child has never run away before uh, and you guys have a good relationship do not let those cops classify your child as a runaway you fight tooth and nail and do not allow your child to go from a missing person to a runaway. Do not let it happen. Because if it happens, now the law enforcement washes their hands with the whole situation. And now you are stuck trying to, f- trying to use resources that you don't have to try to find your child that you have no clue where they're at. And it's a shame that most of our cases are classified as runaways. When when black and brown children go missing, most of their cases are classified as runaways because unfortunately the law enforcement in some of our communities do not have empathy for black and brown people in their situations. That's why most of our stuff goes unsolved. But let me give you a few practical tips on how to keep yourself and your children safe. From getting abducted, because I, I I I did a podcast a few podcasts ago about how they are bioengineering uteruses um, for the use of transgender women. So people who are now women but were born men, so that they can carry babies full term and have cesareans, have a cesarean birth. Let me say it again: they are bioengineering uteruses. So they're taking real uteruses, bioengineering them, putting them inside of a male body. And now men are being able to carry a child full term and they would have to have a cesarean birth or what they would call a C-section. This is going on at the same time that we have this high rate of our black women, which I just read you the statistics, all of a sudden disappearing. Where do you think they're getting these uteruses from? Look this up. Melanin. You can buy melanin on the black market. Black and brown people are the only people with melanin and you would have to kill us in order to get it. Also, I don't remember exactly the name of the drug, but there is a drug out there that helps people stay living longer. Um, It curtails cancer um, and it keeps the skin fresh. The only way to get this is it's through an enzyme that our bodies create when we're at our height, our our highest height of fear. That's why they kidnap a lot of these children. They torture them. Unfortunately, some of them to death. They torture the child till they get to the highest point of fear. And then they extract this enzyme from their body, killing the child. I know a lot of this sounds gruesome. A lot of this sounds hard to hear, but unfortunately, it is so true. Um, If you just study some of the things that's going on in Hollywood about sacrificing children, um, we all know about Epstein and the things that he was doing. He had a whole temple on his island that he owned, and there was locks on the outside of the temple, and we know that he was um, sex trafficking children. So he was locking people inside of that temple. Um, And God knows what they were using that children for. A lot of them was for that enzyme. Some of them were for the melanin. Some of them were just for sex trafficking. But this thing is real, ladies and gentlemen. This is not um, conspiracy theories. We have uh, reputable news stations, CNN, um, as well as uh, the local Montgomery newspapers talking about the rise and the abduction of black and brown women. Women and children. So, here are some practical ways to keep you and your child safe. Number one, I have three children, all of them girls. Um, I'm usually very paranoid with my children anyway, um, but I will admit that I got relaxed um, in going to certain places because I got familiar with the area. One of them would be my uh, car wash, I got relaxed in going to the car wash. One day, I allowed my daughter to go to the restroom by herself. That was a huge mistake. Thankfully, nothing happened to her. She came back safely to the car. But ladies and gentlemen, when you are at a car wash, you are at the mall, even if you're at the McDonald's, do not let your children go into a restroom by themselves. I would recommend that no child under the age of 15, go to the restroom by themselves, especially if that restroom is separate from where you're going. So for instance, I'm at the, I'm, I'm washing my car at the car wash. She has to go to the other side of the car wash inside of a building in order to use the bathroom. Um, I can understand if you're at McDonald's Burger King or whatnot, um, and you in the bathroom is right there. Right. Your, your, your child is 15 or older. But I even say if your child is 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 15 and you're not familiar with the area, you take that child to the bathroom. It, it's time out for the embarrassment and all that stuff where we are concerned about safety. Safety comes before embarrassment and all the other stuff. All right. Do not allow your children to go to the restroom by themselves. Men, if you have girls, tell them to close their eyes. Um, Until you tell them to open them, take them into that men's bathroom and take them into a stall and you stand in front of that stall door and make sure don't nobody get up in there. All right. Women, the same for your young boys. Also, um, while we're not letting them use the restroom by themselves, do not allow your child to go into a building by themselves. I see it all the time um, at my children's school. They will drop. Some parents will drop their kids off and the kids will run up to the door and get into the school. Now, if somebody decided they want to snatch a kid up in between them, leaving your car and going to the school, there is little that you could do about it. When you drop your children off, I don't care if it's at school. I don't care if it's at um, Shabbat service. I don't care um, if it's at wherever it is. You need to be going into that building into that home with that child. Also, on Mike, I have a newer, um, in in some of the newer vehicles, I have a newer vehicle. And sometimes when you put the car in park, all your doors will unlock. Or if you take your key out of the ignition, all of your doors will unlock. Um, Read your car manual. There are settings on your car that you can change that. So that that all your locks stay locked when you put your car in park and when you remove your key from the ignition, all my car doors stay locked. Now I open the doors for my children. My children know not to get out of the car unless I or their mother opens up the door. I recommend you do the same for your child. If you are going somewhere, your child does not need to get out the car you let them out of the car you open up the door and you walk them uh, and escort them to wherever they need to be i don't care if it's a hair appointment again i don't care if it's school or or whatever it is um fortunately at at my kids my older kid's school um when they go to school they have the uh school officials outside greeting them and giving them handshakes on the way into school um and usually i still watch them walk up to school cuz you again you never know um, what can happen So don't let them go to the restroom by themselves. Don't allow them to get out of the car by themselves. Um, Make sure that you escort them into every building that you go into. Also, um, parents that have to leave their kids at the bus stop. Listen, I understand a lot of us have to have jobs and we have to get there. We have to be at our jobs earlier than our kids have to be at school. But a lot of these schools have um, have before care. Uh, Some of them are free and some of them are paid Also, some of us have daycares in our communities that have busing to some of these schools. So if you can help it, do not allow your kid to stay at the bus stop or talk to some of the men that you trust in your neighborhood uh, that, you know, either number one uh, works a night shift or they work a weekend shift or they may be retired um, and ask them, hey, do you mind watching this corner? Because, you know, we have a high number of our children being snatched up um, and these kids are unsupervised in um, at the bus stop. And I just I just want to make sure that my child is safe. Um, if you're too embarrassed to ask somebody that is crazy, your child's safety has to come before your embarrassment or your feeling uncomfortable asking somebody that question so do not let your child go to the bathroom by yourself do not let your child get out of the car um, unsupervised do not let them go into buildings that you're unfamiliar with or familiar with um, unsupervised also if you can help it do not leave your child at an unsupervised bus stop also when you're leaving walmart kroger stop and shop save a lot where whatever's in your city Do not allow your kid to just aimlessly walk the parking lot in front of you. Hold your child's hand. I don't care if that child is 15 years old. Hold their hand or keep them very close to you. Keep them in front of you and not behind you so that you can have um, uh, that you can see everything that's around you and what's going on. If you have a young child, I remember when I was younger, I used to love going to Walmart with my mom because I knew my mom would go off shopping and I would be in the toy section until she came and find me. Those days are over, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot allow our children to be separate from us in the supermarkets. We just can't. It just cannot happen. We don't know who's in that supermarket. We don't know who was watching us from the time we got out of our car to the time we were going into the building because that's what they do. They watch, they follow, and they may do it for days to learn some of, uh, um, to learn some of your uh, tendencies and see a flaw in your tendencies in order to take your child. Don't give them a reason and don't give them any space to want to take your child. When you're in the supermarket, when you're in the store, your child stays with you. Yes, they may be annoying. Yes, they may be crying. Yes, they may get on your nerves and want to go see the latest iPad and want to play with it and touch with it and whatever. Um, And understand that you guys are sometimes busy and you're just trying to get some groceries and get get up out of there. And sometimes you have to tell your children that, hey, we ain't here for that. We're here to get some groceries here to go. Uh, But if you do have the time, you walk to your child to that toy section and allow them to play with some toys for a little second. You walk with your older baby uh, to make uh, if they wanted to, to see the latest video game or iPad or iPhone or whatever it may be. Do not allow them to go into those department stores and different departments by themselves. We no longer have the luxury of allowing our children to do anything on their own. Also talk to your children, especially if you live in a tight knit neighborhood or you live in a small town where you have family and other family members also go to the middle schools and the high schools of your children. I understand because I come from a small country town where we had to walk home. Uh, my mother was at work. There's no way that she could have came and picked me up and the bus service uh, because I wasn't um, over two miles away from the school would not take me to school. I understand that. Teach your child to walk in groups. If other kids from the neighborhood goes to that school, hey, your kid may not like that kid and that kid may not like your kid. But when safety is involved, please get with those parents, the kids or those other parents um, and plead with them um, that they need to walk in groups on the way home. Because um, usually when um, when abductors see kids in groups, they keep going. Numbers are strong. We are always strong in numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and last but not least, I want to read you guys something because I don't want us um to live in fear. I don't want us being at our jobs um, or whatever we may be sweating and thinking about the safety of our child. We're always thinking about I'm always thinking about my babies. And I know you guys are thinking about yours too, but I don't want us to live in fear. I want us to be prepared. I want us to be vigilant. I want us to be watchful, but I do not want us to be fearful. As I'm preparing for um the feast of dedication, um, I was reading I was re- I'm reading the first Maccabees. Um, And in first Maccabees, chapter three, down to the 17th verse, we're reading about when Judas Maccabeus has taken over his father's army and another army, um, a vast number is about to come up against them. Um, And this is the dialogue that took place. This is first Maccabees, chapter three, verse 17. It says, who, when they saw the host coming to meet them said unto Judas, How shall we be able, being so few, to fight against so great multitude and so strong, seeing we are ready to faint with fasting all this day? Unto whom Judas answered, It is no hard matter for many to be shut up in the hands of a few, and with the God of heaven it is all one to deliver a great multitude or a small company. For the victory of the battle standeth not on the multitude of a host, but strength cometh from heaven. They come against us in much pride and iniquity, to destroy us and our wives and children, and to spoil us. But we fight for our lives and our laws. Wherefore, the Lord Himself will overthrow them before our face. And as for you, be ye not afraid of them. I read that last part again. They came against us in much pride and iniquity to destroy us and our wives and our children and to spoil us. But we fight for our lives and our laws. Wherefore, the Lord himself will overthrow them before our face. And as for you, be ye not afraid of them. We know, according to Psalms 83, that these nations are Confederate against us. And we understand that a lot of strange things are going on right now, especially um, talking about the rise of the numbers of missing black and brown women and children. But I want us to take solace in that we have a covenant with the Elohim that created this world. And even though there are numerous people around about us, To see our destruction, just like Judas Maccabeus and his army. We fight for our lives and our laws, and we will not be afraid of them because we understand who fights for us. Family, be watchful, Um, know your surroundings, be smart, and use common sense especially in places that you are not familiar with. I hope this episode helped you. Um, I hope it blessed you. Um, And I hope that all of our families uh, stay together and stay safe. As always, seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.